again, everyone, and welcome back to another spirit-filled edition of FBS Fireside. I'm your host, Willard Brown, a.k.a. Worldwide Willard. Uh, One-third of our team, uh, Jaworski Vance and Tally Gander, couldn't be here. Shout out to you guys and uh, many blessings to you. But in the studio, I do have uh, one of my friends and former college teammates um, from Chicago by way of West Virginia, Ronnie Wells. Ronnie how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. So glad to be here uh, on FBS Fireside. Praise God for you men. Wow. Uh, I've been listening for a while. And to all my all the listeners out there, I want y'all to know, if you listen, you might get called up on the show too. <laughs> we, we might do that. We might do that, man. Um, yeah, it's been a blessing to basically minister to these men um, out there in, in the radio land and even the podcast land. Um, so let's just keep it going, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Um, but today we're going to talk about three ways having a father can have a profound impact on a child's life. Um, I've said this before. Uh, my father wasn't in my life growing up. Um, but Ronnie, your father and I love your dad, man. I love your dad. I had the pleasure of um, having a relationship and meeting and being around him. And it's awesome that he was in your life. Yes. So we're going to talk about three ways that um, he made an impact and then maybe do some comparing and contrasting. Awesome. Um, but what would you say is the first way a father can have a profound impact on a child's life? You know, that's that's such a great question. And I'm going to take it back to when I was, you know, young, very young. Okay. I'm thinking about, you know, basically when I was in elementary school, middle school. Okay. And Let's start there, elementary and middle school. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And the first way I would say is um, he had a profound impact as a protector. Okay. And when I say protector, I'm not just talking about like physically. Mm -hmm. When I was coming up, I remember, you know, you like girls, but you could be nervous, like, like, how do I talk to him? What do you say? Right. And I remember my father protected me from insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, listen, you go do this. You go talk to them. You know, you have confidence in yourself. Right. One time, too, my father was like, if a woman doesn't want to date you, that's her loss. Right. And you know, that that just was a spark. You know, it wasn't arrogance. It was just like, hey, recognize who you are. You're my son. Right. These are the things I'm putting into you. And now you protected against your own insecurity, mm -hmm. against even somebody else's thought of you at that particular time. He was right. planting that seed. So right. right there, it was it was strong like that. This identity, man, you know, when you say a protector, I instantly thought of, OK, if I'm scared about something physical or somebody picking on me or just how to protect yourself. But we rarely think about that part, the mental side of protection. I know I missed that myself. I had to learn the hard way. I started the boys club seven years old hmm. and somebody jumped on me the first day. And I didn't have a dad to say, dad, yo, how do I get, right. do I, what, what spots do I hit? You know, how can I get out of a, a tough situation? Right. I just had my mother who just wanted to come beat everybody up. <laughs> right. Mama Brown, love Mama Brown. I mean, the, the other thing too, like, that's a good segue. When I was young at that age, I didn't necessarily want to fight. 
But kids would mess with me, you know, and you know how it is. Like we moved from Morgantown, West Virginia, down to the place called the Patch. That's the kind of the area some of y'all listeners may know Steve Harvey from. And we moved down in the Patch and in the Patch, uh, basically, a lot of people are related. And I wasn't related to hardly anybody down there. So Mm -hmm. when I bought a cousin, here came another cousin. Brother. And I remember I didn't necessarily want to fight, but my father, he also showed me how to how to throw them hands. Oh. And, and that that also, you know, helped with your confidence. It's like, right. Yeah, I got somebody who's showing me. And then if things got crazy, like if an adult came at me, I'd be like, man, I, I got my father to protect him. Right. You say he had a, those hands. Did he did he did he box? Was he a fighter? Well, I come from my grandfather was a golden glove boxer mm, wow my father had a nickname that he hid from me until you know i was a little bit older and i came around some of his friends and they called him one punch one punch <laughs> one punch wells yeah my father he, he don't play you know he always taught me like look at look for certain signs and just end it with one punch and this doesn't need to be prolonged and that's what he did um and i had big dudes who would come to me when i was a teenager like hey you know you're dead he one punch well. Dad, don't tell him that, you know. You know how my dad is. I come down. Yeah. Well, with that protection, I see, you know, as I as a father, I kind of see what I miss. And a lot of times I would tell myself that, you know, you good. You know, you didn't really miss anything. But more and more as I teach my son things and I'm a protector. Yes. I see what I lack because during those times I looked to my mother and my mother was hard. Like she, she was rough and tumble and she had to do that because she had two sons, but it's different when you, when you're looking back at this big man who, you know, he got, he has my back. Um, Not only does he have my back, you know, um, he's teaching me to have my own back with, well, you know, little tricks of the trade. Cause I taught, I taught Dominic and Jordan, you know, look, you might have to hit them here, hit them there. You got to get people off you. If somebody's trying to jump you, you might have to put your back to the wall and just swing till you can't swing anymore. Yes. Those types of things. And then like you were saying, just protection from, you know, the embarrassment of just being insecure. Yes. You know what I mean, um, and that, that's huge during those ages, man. You go to elementary school, you want, are your clothes fitting right? Do you have the right shoes? What's your hair look like? I know my mom used to pack our head, hair down with, with Vaseline when we couldn't get cut. So that was an age where you really needed, you know, all the way to all, confidence. Yes, you ain't lying. My, look, my folks used to let my hairline go crazy. <laughs> You know how how we do. They the kids let me know about it. But the other thing too, um, when it came to protection, my father also knew when to pull back and let me actually fail. And when I failed, he protected me from being afraid to try again. Like if I did get beat up, like hey, get up there and get do it again. If if there was something I was concerned about, like I played baseball. I was not talented at first. I used to jump into the ball when they was pitching it. I realized it, but I got on base and my father was never like, we're going to stop. You're going to learn how to hit. Right. So he protected me from the fear of failure. He protected me to allow me to fail. You know, that's, 
that's what I remember most at that age, man. Man, that's that's huge, man. And with that protection, you know that you know he's always there. Yeah. Perfect time to get into the song "Always There" by Ronette Harrison here on FBS Fireside. back man that was powerful uh what you just said about just the protection um from yourself you know being afraid to fail and that's huge because you know young men need that they need that because they can develop that grittiness that resilience if they're able to jump off the porch and just go at it knowing that win lose or draw you know I have some protection and that I can rely on my dad and myself. So that's, that's big, man. That's huge. Yeah. Um, there's no substitute for that either. There's no. no substitute for that, that grit and that resilience. Not at all. Um, what would you say would be another way um, that a father, like your father made that profound impact on your life? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to advance uh, chronology wise. And I'm thinking about, when I was kind of like a high schooler, uh, okay, uh oh, college, right? Yeah, uh oh, yeah. high school, high college. college, right? Right, you know, you start feeling yourself a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Play sport, right? right. You, I remember, um, my father, he he started challenging me, and then mm -hmm. here's some of the examples like, like, I remember when I was playing basketball, my coach. He wanted me to play almost perfect, right? right. And if, if something went out of whack, if, if it was wrong, then I'm coming out the game. And I remember I came home to my dad, and I was like, Dad, Dad, Coach want me to play perfect. Right. And then my dad said, so why don't you? <laughs> and I was like, just what you needed. <laughs> but, but I didn't see it at the time. I was like, hold on. I'm lamenting to you. And my dad, he, he challenged me. He said, why don't you? Uh, right. Another example, right? Um, I remember I got a 97 on a test. It was the highest in the class. Mm -hmm. I was like, woo, got a 97. Mm -hmm. My dad just looked at me and said, why didn't you get a 100? You <laughs> And, and I'm not saying this to say like my dad was never appreciative. I right. think he's showing me what I did. Right. I had the capability to be better. Right. And so he challenged me to not settle. Right. And I think that's so instrumental because I see so many young men, they're, they're afraid to challenge themselves. Right. Like I talked to some young men be like, yo, you work out. How many pushups can you do? They're like, I don't even know. <laughs> or how fast can you run? I don't even know. Right. Like, you know, are you pushing yourself? And that's what my father did. He he challenged me, man. And right. that's at that age when you think, you know, and you coming into your own and you already want to break out from the home. Right. You know, like, uh, he was so instrumental in challenging me so that my own expectations would even be greater. That's what I remember. Right. That That's a tough age right there because you need all the help you can get however your pride won't allow you to accept it all the time and especially no disrespect to women when it comes from the mom 
Oh my God! You know what I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a difference. It, it hits different, as they say, when it's your up. father expects more from you. It, it hits it hits your soul. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I like to hit my son's soul all the time. <laughs> I try to hit him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, they can see what you can't see. You know. Exactly. They, it's almost like the cheat code. Use that cheat code that your father is trying to give to you um, mm-hmm. by making you reach deeper, try harder, get out your comfort zone. Because right now, everybody wants to be comfortable. And yeah. these young men have so much potential. These young women have so much potential, yeah. but they don't go hard. Exactly. No one is challenging them. They're making it like. Like these days, if you do okay and you don't get in trouble, that's good enough. Right. Oh, she's great. She doesn't get in trouble. She doesn't cause us in. That's fine. She, but what is she doing? Is she making history? Right. Is she top 10 in the class? You uh-huh. know, is she, you know, what is she doing? How is she, you know, developing that, that, that passion, whatever's in, inside of her, developing that talent? And the father can really help bring that out yes. by, by, like your father did. Yeah, that's good, but it's not good enough. What right. else do you have? Because I think mother's kind of more nurturing. Oh, that's good, baby. That's, you know, and and father's like, yeah, that's okay. But I know yeah, you ran a, a 10-9, but I think you can run a 9-6. Ooh, there you go. You know why? Because I know that you were in the bed this morning when you could have been on the track. All day. I know you eating that candy and those hot chips and all those fries when you could have just been eating salad and drinking that gallon of water. Right. You know, so that's integral. That that right there, the challenging part. Well, I want to hit on, I want to talk about something that you hit on, which is, is so like, it's profound in that, you know, like you said, I had a mother and a father and Uh, my mother is freaking awesome, just like my father. Thank God for them. Right. I realized around like about the age of 15, 16, mm-hmm. and this is almost for every every young man, there comes a time when you can start, and the best word I can say right now is you can start manipulating your mother a little bit because sure. you know mothers want to nurture you. Mothers want to love you. Um, and my mother is strong, tough. She will do the thing. However, I could see that she was trying to pull back to let me become a man. Right. So, and so when I would try to manipulate her, she would let it go until a point. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, hey, why don't I just call your dad if you want to go do that? <laughs> and then he came to challenge He's like, you really going to do that? So that's, right. that's the value that you have with this mother-father combo. The father is there for when the nurturer the one who wants to take care of you, she can no longer or have to force herself to do that challenger part because that's not really how she was made primarily. Now she can go and say, here's the primary challenger, which comes naturally. That's what I remember too about my father. Right, man. You know what? I don't know how that feels. And that's the part of having the father that, you know, all fathers need to, you know, take into account. You can give them something that you never had or something that you did have. Because I personally, my sons know how that feels for sure. But I don't know how that feels to come home and, and say, hey, uh, go ask your dad. You know what I mean? Go ask sure. your dad about this. Especially when I think I was being real slick. 
You know right. what I mean? And I don't know how it feels after a game to come home and feel in a certain way about how I played and, and, and my dad on the sideline saying, look, that's not good enough. And mm. no, it's nobody's, it's no one's fault. Mm. Don't blame the coach. Don't All blame right. your teammates. All what right. can you do better? Yes. And I think through those challenges, you know, I would have been able to work it out. So let's go into that. Well, work it out. We're gonna have, we'll go into the work it out by Ty Trebek. And then we'll we'll be back. I know you got a lot more to give. We're gonna, we're gonna wait for a minute. Uh, but we'll be right back right here on FBS Fireside. And we're back, man. Look, this is amazing um, going through these time periods, knowing, you know, from elementary school to middle school when you're not sure. And then when you think, you know, in high school and college, um, what you think about as an adult? How has your father made a uh, significant impact on your life as an adult? So when my, when I was in college, uh, or as far as I can remember, like from early years of middle school and on up, my father and other people, they would tell me like, Ronnie, you want to be a doctor, 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 doctor. And my father used to be like, hey, Ronnie, you, you, you got the mind for this. Just just be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And as I was going through college, I realized like, uh, I don't I don't think I want to be an MD. I don't mm -hmm. want to go after that. Uh, it's more of a lifestyle. I'm not necessarily really ready to dedicate myself to that. Right. So I took another route and I became a scientist. And um, I remember I had, you know, finished school uh, with my guy, Willard, worldwide, <laughs> Brown, and um, from Kansas City, went back to West Virginia, and then I got a job in Chicagoland, right? Okay. And um, I was up there for about a year and a half, two years, and my father came and visited with my mother and uh, siblings. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm taking them. There's a tour uh, where I was working at Abbott Laboratories, showing them all the things. And at the end of it, mm. my father, he took me to the side and he said, I'm proud of you. Mm. And and he affirmed me in my decision, mm. even though it was a decision that was kind of contrary to what he saw. Right. He saw that my life um, and the decisions that I had made were still working out and they were my decisions. And so when he told me that, I mean, dude, I can't even express it. It just felt like there was a certain like elevation of self. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, ooh, ooh. Right. You know, I got it from him. Right. And, um, that just powered me more and more. So I would say as an adult, at least right then, he affirmed me. Wow. And I, I can't stress how important that is for men to be affirmed by men. For sure. Because he, he challenged you. Yes. First, he protected you. Then he challenged you. Yep. And then the affirmation was just so much deeper because you didn't you probably didn't even know that was going to come because you were so used to him challenging you. 
Mm-hmm. And from from my perspective, first of all, that's a beautiful thing. I hope you never take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I mean, on my from my point of view, there's a danger when men don't affirm. Man. When they don't affirm, then you're basically forcing those children to go look for affirmation in other places. Yes. Um, me, myself, I used to always have issues with coaches because little did they know I was looking to them as a father figure. Yeah. And sometimes those coaches weren't in the position. They weren't mature enough or they didn't know all of the stuff that I was coming with. They were just trying to do them. Sure. But I'm looking for affirmation. If you know anything about sports, too, old school coaches, that's the last thing they used to get. Yes. <laughs> they, they would tell you, you know, you, you could get MVP. Like, you all right. You, you okay. <laughs> but you're not better than, than, than right. the guy that, that goes to this school. You right. know, just so they can, they use it as like reverse psychology to, to uh, pump you up to go and do more. So I was right. looking uh, like they say, looking for love in all the wrong places, hoping that somebody would, you know, tell me that, yo, you're good enough. You're 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 the best. I had one coach tell me that, but he was he was no longer a coach. And he told me afterwards, I never forget it. I was over his house. He was like, you know, those guys that were top 10 um, in the state, those dandy dozen guys, you're one of those guys. And I was like, man, why are you telling me now? I wish you would have told me then when you were when I was, when I was playing for you and then it would have gave me that confidence because I was lacking that. I was always looking for somebody to co-sign. That's why I'm so big on now. Don't do that. Right. But the affirmation that I was looking for should have come from my father. Yes. My mother, it was cool. Like she like everybody's mother thinks that they're the best, period. You know what I'm saying? They could be mediocre, subpar. It's my baby. He number one. Your baby suck, ma'am. <laughs> no matter what it is. But you know, you need that father. Uh that father is is it's so hard to get it out of them. So when you do get that affirmation out of them, you know it's real. You know it's real. And and you can use that as a springboard to protect uh, against what other devices, what other mechanisms that the evil one may throw at you, that that people who may be jealous may try to use against you. You use it as a springboard. And I want to go back to what you said about coaches, man. This is what I believe. I believe fathers set the culture in the household, the mothers nurture the culture. Sometimes even when we, when we look at coaches, I've seen multiple times, like I would have a coach who may not be the same color as me. And so he wouldn't understand some of my exasperations or or just, you know, joy, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But I both experienced that. It's like, Hey, calm down now. (laughs) This is how we hoop. This is how this is. We love this. You have a coach that might've been the same color as you, but he didn't have the same culture. Right. And so um, having my father establish that, and then affirm it. And, and now that I'm talking, it just made me realize he was doing all three awesome. in the stages of my life. It's just that one was done more than the other at the appropriate times. Because right. the affirmation was not necessary exactly in the same amount when I was a young kid as it was when I was an adult. And because I was just still, you know, 
becoming who I am. And then the challenging was needed because, hey, I ain't going to lie to you. Do you know any 15, 16 year olds that's kind of long and they who play football that ain't arrogant? All right. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love it. All right. You'll need to be challenged more because you think you already there. And so right. that's you hit on so many things about how coaches and fathers. But the key thing is the culture. Right. Your father sets up and that's how the, the the women can nurture that. And that's how you can use that as a springboard. Right. That's man. That's awesome, man. The three ways protection, challenging them and then affirming them. Man, I appreciate you for being here with me, riding, riding shotgun with me today, man. Um, I'm going to ask one more thing of you because you because you uh, send us home with prayer. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for who you are, Lord Almighty. I thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit, Lord Almighty. I'm asking you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you bless all fathers, Lord, that are listening to this, Lord, that wherever they are emotionally, mentally, Lord, spiritually, Lord Almighty, I ask you, Lord, you lift them up. I ask you, Lord, that you draw them near, Lord. I ask you, Lord, that you strengthen them, Lord, for the journey, for the responsibility, for the role, for the privilege, Lord. Yes, Lord, Lord Almighty, Lord, let them to see, Lord, the wonder and also, Lord, the enjoyment that you give when men honor you and are men and they affirm, they protect, Lord Almighty, they challenge, they mold these young men, Lord. Let them to see that, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, also to guard their, their spouses, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let them to be united, Lord, so that the man may lead, that the man may sacrifice, Lord, that the man may love, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 Man, thank you. When they get that that affirmation after uh, that that protection and that challenging, man, they're going to be unstoppable. Yes, sir. They're going to be unstoppable. So we're going to end and go into Unstoppable by Corin Hawthorne. And we'll see you next time on FPS Fireside. They told you that you couldn't do it. Cause you're all